heavy metal hello and welcome to the game central podcast reloaded it's like the matrix which decreased in quality over the trio films i can assure you that even now on our second incarnation the game central podcast reloaded will contain all the usual content whether that's a good thing or not it's really down to your own personal opinion but opinions are like ice creams everyone has some in my opinion buying a spoon for almost a grand is ludicrous Similarly, 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 sim, similar, similarly, what's the word? Similarly. Similarly, shutting, shitting yourself in a shopping centre because your mum didn't accompany you is both embarrassing and life-changing. But that's just my opinions. Opinions are like trees. There's always some. And if one falls over and no one is around to hear it, did it fall over? If Gareth is in a shopping centre and he shits himself, if no one was around to hear it, did it actually happen? Bloody division game. Everyone jumping on the bandwagon. I hate the division. In fact, I hate all kinds of maths. <laughs> that was a joke, Don. Yeah. I'd like to divide your girlfriend's body into four pieces. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Why four pieces? What like, do I want to know? I don't. Want Head, to. breasts, abdomen, legs. <laughs> okay. Come on. Uh. This week is full to bursting, like a felching session that has gone on just a little too long. Every week we start with the news. Finally, a release date for No Man's Sky. Hitman adverts in men's public toilets are causing confusion. Gareth will let us know all about that as he frequents them quite a lot. And then it's on to our ever popular. Oh, what a... Where we will look at the week of a person that has either performed a gaming feat that boggles the mind or indeed someone who has gone out of their way to make another person's life a misery. Then it's time for... Mummy, I want to go Disneyland. I promise I won't shit myself. Gareth's sinister trip to Disneyland is nearing ever closer, <laughs> like a looming man in a Donald Duck costume. Then it's on to the poorly titled What Have We Been Playing?, where we come together to discuss the games we have been playing this week. But first, let's take time out of our lives for a little gossip. This is Don's Hot Gossip. So, this week, there's actually two bits of gossip, because, you know, I'm really great at, you know, gossipship. Spoilers, Although the first one, because uh, we had a slight delay in getting there last week, so... <clears throat> um, yeah, Gareth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Rob. Uh, actually, it went from being my gossip to being rumour, to being reported as rumour in the press, to being debunked by the people who it was about. Um, <laughs> in the space of about three days but the debunking I'm going to hear to debunk the debunking um, so what this is is wow. Nintendo uh, it, well Nintendo apparently 
trying to get Beyond Good and Evil 2 as an NX exclusive. Now, uh, I heard this about a week ago, and it's since been leaked to some other people who have then, who the uh, Mark Lantel and Ubisoft has since come out and gone, no, that's not happening. He would say that though, Don, come on, Don. Exactly, exactly. You know, they doth protest too much, and uh, yeah, I'm here to debunk that debunking of the, the debunking. Oh, wow. And uh, to tell you, it is actually true. Nintendo are on the verge of getting. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 as a as an NX exclusive. So, yeah. Wow! They're actually they're, they're doing they're doing what they did with uh, Platinum Games and Bayonetta. They're opening up their checkbook for once <laughs> and trying to pay for a uh, uh, a studio to actually do a game that people want. It's like they just go around trying to make friends with people that no one else wants to be friends with. <laughs> like we'll be your friend. Will you like us? Well, yeah. Thing is, I mean, people are thinking that. Beyond Good and Evil 2, Ubisoft, like, last E3, said, yeah, it's still happening. But since then, Michael Ansel has said things like it's actually really difficult for him to make a second game because he never planned to make a second one. The first one didn't actually do that well. Um, it just became a kind of weird cult hit more over yeah. the years. Um, so he's like, he was never expecting this to happen. He never had a plan for a second one. And working out what to do has actually proved a lot harder than people might think. So... Nintendo actually might actually be uh, helping to uh, push him <laughs> with uh, a few uh. cash, but you know. So uh, second bit of gossip: uh, No Man's Sky uh, got oh. release date, as uh, as I'm sure we'll mention probably in the news. We did, um, but it also got a few other things announced, and something that wasn't announced, and that's where my gossip has slipped in under the radar. Oh yeah. Uh, pre-order packages have been announced. You can get some. Uh, there's a lot of different ones for different platforms, different re- retailers. The usual pain in the ass. You know, no one can get every fucking thing. Uh, ridiculousness. Um, but the interesting one here really is the PC version. Good. The PC. Yeah, the PC version has what I consider to be the best pre-order stuff at the moment, and that is go on, Gareth. An actual model done of the ship that, or one of the ships in the game, like a proper model with a backdrop you can put on there for display. Uh-huh. It's 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 about. 10 inches by the look of it in sight oh, yeah, in length inches. and yeah we all have a good oh. decent amount of inches and um, oh, yeah. it actually looks really good but that's me. not even the most interesting part <laughs> about the pre okay. Jesus hates Christ what's the most interesting part Don? the most interesting part is that <laughs> the PC version has another pre-order bonus that has been yet announced okay <sighs> I'm ready and uh, yeah so I'm here to tell you what that is and it's please, insane please it's literally insane, insane. No, literally. I was no. Hang on. Is it one of these stupid things like, oh, we're going to be so quirky and offer a person a trip out into space? <laughs> you know what, Rob? You're bizarrely accurate with that. What? What? What they've done? Basically, there's like ten thousand um, available with the ship, the pre-order. I think it's ten thousand, but only one of them um, is going to come with basically this golden ticket, where they have yeah. um, apparently secured a trip for one person only as a total random surprise on Virgin Galactic's um, first official um, They're gonna burn. public flight <laughs> when it becomes an actual public you know open to the public so you'll be joining whoever you know, however all the people who are fucking rich in the Richard world Branson. Bought ticket. Richard Branson I would hope would be on there putting his, putting his life where his money is <laughs> what um, would you do Don if you got on there and you looked around and you saw like Gary Glitter, Rolf Harrison, <laughs> Adam Johnson. 
and you know you knew what was going to happen. You just knew that this was it. You'd be, you'd be like, on the one hand, you'd be like, oh, oh god. On the other hand, you'd be like, I'm going to go into space. Um, yeah. That's kind of cool, and this is the only time this is literally ever going to happen to me. You no, know, what you'd actually be thinking, Don, is shouldn't have bought my uh, six-year-old nephew with me. <laughs> If you commit a crime in space, can you, like, say you murdered someone in space, could okay. you be charged for it on Earth? Um. Hmm. Well, I think that's part of what they did when they were planting flags in the moon and shit, is they're claiming it's now owned and they're part of their territory and therefore laws apply. Um, but oh. you'd think it would be like at sea, when you're a certain number of miles off the coast, you're in international waters and there are no actual laws because no one owns that particular piece of water you can do what you like if you'd think space in space I think probably yeah on the moon perhaps not yeah. so you know who knows maybe you should go up there just give it a go see what happens yeah, before I buy my ticket I'll find yeah. out yeah find out before you buy your ticket just in case that's your master plan to off someone yeah. Gareth would you like to come on the virgin <laughs> oh that come out wrong <laughs> Thank you very much for that week's this week's hot gossip, Don. Not as good as your usual, but still appropriate enough to call it gossip. But anyway, let's go on to the news as we do every week. Uh, no Man's Sky release date officially confirmed at last. And Gareth, I'm pretty sure that you'll be quite humbled by this. Uh, humble might not be the word, but uh, it's a word. Um, it is a word. So we, we actually got a release date a while ago. Um, yeah. But it was sort of tentative. Now it's actually been confirmed. June 21st. No, 24th, sorry. Oh, Gareth, come on. Uh, you know me. Three days either side is as accurate as I, I can know. get. It um, doesn't matter for you. And we also have a price, which is 50 quid. It's quite a lot for an indie game. It is, uh, but yeah. it's going to be a big one. But, you know, size doesn't normally justify a price. Well, tell that to uh, a male hooker. I will do it. I will do it to her. But you're looking forward to this game, aren't you? You're one of the few people that really hold this close to your heart. Mate, this is my... Well, it was my most anticipated game of last year. Yeah. And then they put it back to this year... And then they announced, not only was it coming out this year, but it was halfway through this year. And yeah. then I lost a lot of my uh, excitement, but it's back with all these details that we actually have gameplay. We actually know what the um, gameplay is going to involve. You're going to be mining for stuff to upgrade your ship and your systems. And if you're stranded on a planet and it's really hard to find the resources to repair your ship, you might be there for a while and... I just really like the idea of being like stranded on a planet and having to scavenge to stay alive. You are stranded on a planet. You can't get off this planet, can you? Whoa. Think uh, about it. I have, that kind of broke my brain a little bit. Exactly. There we go. Um, so, with No Man's Sky, the way I see it is all of its parts that uh, are going to come together, they're either going to come together... Or they're going to fail miserably. Uh, if one of the components of the game don't work, it could bring down the rest of the experience because there's so much going on at once. That you know, I hope it works. I hope it works for you, Gareth, because I don't think your little heart could take another sort of delay or the game not being as great as it could be. But is this game justifiably hyped? 
Um, it's hard to imagine a, an infinite game n- not being hyped. Like, yeah. there's no way it can possibly live up to everyone's hype. There's, that, from the start, there was no way it was ever going to do that. But I think if you just lower your expectations a little bit and just expect a shitload of unique planets with unique things on them, combined with upgrading a ship or weapon or armor then that sounds fun to me like a uh, Minecraft in space like that sounds like a game I really want to play it does but maybe Minecraft is in space fuck man you you like the Dalai yeah, Lama I tonight I know I'm sort of looking at the bigger picture I'm sort of going outside and looking because Minecraft although to us it seems like a world that we could inhibit as our own there's weird little things like mushroom cows and stuff like that that don't quite add up. <laughs> Plus um, it's made of cubes. It's made of cubes. Uh, also in news this week, Microsoft cancels Fable Legend and it shut down prestigious development house based in this lovely, wonderful country, uh, Lionhead. Uh, it's a bit of a sad story, but I don't know. Maybe it was the bravado that Peter Molyneux built brought along with him that gave his game such a a lot of publicity which they never really delivered on I mean I've played the Fable games I've never thought that they're actually outstanding class classic games um, and I think that there just wasn't the hype for Fable Legends no. um, I didn't hear anyone sort of get excited about it it was kind of they were shown a few uh, E3s ago and people just weren't excited I don't know about you Gareth it looks shit from the start, if we're being brutally honest, which yeah. we might as well, they're not. They're they're, they're not going to find us. No, they're getting destroyed. So who cares? It yeah. looked shit from the start. We said this when it popped up at Microsoft's press conference a couple of years ago. We were like, "This looks wank. What's this? Oh, it's a Fable game. Shit." Um, yeah. They just they seem to somehow get themselves stuck in Fable being the only thing they could make. Yeah, that's weird because you know, like I say, Fable. Whilst everyone knows it. I think it's one of the big, big series that is, people are so indifferent about. I mean, on the on the Xbox, you've had uh, Halo and stuff like that, that have re- and Gears of War that have really pushed ahead. But Fable was an exclusive to Xbox. It never really got that following behind it enough for it to actually be a franchise that could stand alone and for a studio like Lionhead to actually... Um, sort of gain money off of because it never seems to have that fan base behind it where it's something like Gears of War or Halo where it just sells bucket loads of games Um, with Fable you never really got that feeling that it was something that is going to carry Lionhead forward yeah I think the main problem is people just have this uh, conception that Fable just got worse and worse and worse the more sequels they Mm. put in I mean I didn't play Fable 1 I started Fable 2 loved Fable 2 and then played Fable 3 and that was bad and then didn't they have some Connect Fable game where you're like drawing spells on the screen and stuff and it yeah that was a bit of a flop it just seemed like people regard Fable 1 as like this incredible game and then they say Fable 2 was worse and then Fable 3 was yeah. worse and that so it just seemed like they had one good idea and then just run it into the ground yeah, I mean, it was quite good, the way you saw the growing up of your character. Yeah. Uh, from, but it wasn't, obviously, as deep as it was said it was going to be. And when you talk about Fable, like, what is Fable? When you break it down, it's very components. It's sort of like an, uh, a, a role-playing game with 
not the best combat, not the most interest of, of stories, and there's nothing really there for fans to get passionate or excited about. Even the main character is a bit of a nobody. You could so, have a dog. You could have a dog, but you can do that now in a, in Fallout. Oh, yeah. So there you go, they took the dog. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon, Sun and Moon are official, and here at Christmas. So there you go, a bit of a Nintendo Direct. Um... Gareth, is this something that Pokemon fans should be interested in? I guess by default, because it's a new Pokemon game, but I consider myself a former Pokemon fan, so maybe I'm not the best yes. Best one to be talking about. They fucked up Pokemon. That's just... Oh, here he goes. They started getting lazy with the Pokemon designs. They should have stopped years ago making new Pokemon. Yeah. They just don't have the... They don't seem to have the creativity for it anymore it's like oh, hey, hey, still... this one's an ice cream yeah Fuck are you one of those that? sad bastards that had the original poster of the Pokemon I had a book that had all the Pokemon in it and it was like a Pokedex book yeah I so... mean I still see those guys as the Pokemon yeah, there the are no more Pokemon after that fucking yeah. Butterfree, fucking Pidgey Pikachu. Mate, that was some classic stuff. Well designed as well. It's like this is an ox, but it's got like seven tails and they're all whips. That's fine. That's nice. But nowadays it's like there's literally a Pokemon that's a guy like holding a, tr- a tree trunk, and then when it evolves, yeah. it's holding like an iron girder instead, and it's the same fucking thing, just having <clears> a different yeah. stick. I suppose when you are that guy that's been bought in to design new Pokemon, it's like trying to re- redesign the wheel, isn't it? Kind of, except... Uh, I mean, there's definitely room for more Pokemon to be introduced, but they've just okay, got to Okay, make up pattern. a Pokemon then. Okay, let me look around right the room. This is, I'll design a Pokemon the way they do. Okay. Uh, I'm looking around the room for an object. Okay, a t-shirt. Now, what yep. goes into a t-shirt? Let's see. Polyester. Oh. So I'll call it... Polyjester. That's fantastic. And what is it made of polyester? But it's a funny Pokemon. It's like, okay, so it's like, maybe the first one's like a vest with eyes and arms and legs. Then it evolves into a t-shirt. And then it evolves into... A jumper. Yeah, like a long sleeve jumper. And that's its final evolution. And then it could be called like, Wool Lord. (laughs) That's absolutely... Say, you're wasted. You are absolutely wasted on this. I genuinely... Like, I could see that being in the new Pokemon game. No exaggeration. I could see kids going absolutely crazy for that. Mate, kids will get so erect at that. Oh, dear. I don't even want to think about that. (laughs) Whoa! If that's going to be in your sales pitch, Gareth, I wouldn't use it. No, you don't think Nintendo would go for children with erect penises? No, I don't. I don't think they would. Star Fox Zero release date is finally revealed, and Gareth, is this another game that people are not too excited about, or is it just for Nintendo guys? Uh, People are excited about it because it looks shit, right? (laughs) Yeah, because people were saying when it was sort of um, uh, revealed at E3, people were like, what is going on? What are you doing? (laughs) It's I, I watched the Nintendo Direct today, actually, and I watched this Star Fox thing, and I, it, it is literally Star Fox 64 with slightly improved graphics. <laughs> I like people say slightly improved. <laughs> I mean, okay, they are a lot improved, but, you know, yeah. it's just, it's the same 
the same controls, the same aim, the same everything. It's just, it's a game that belongs 15 years ago. They've, they've done no effort to actually change the way it plays or anything. It's just, it looks a bit boring. I think. Yeah. I think that's what is the ultimate answer to that, unfortunately. Oh, it's, it's quite sad. Um, but Star Fox Zero, uh, the release date, Gareth, what is it, my friend? April 22nd, which is actually incredibly close. Kind yeah, of shocking. And you're going to be buying it, aren't you, Gareth? Oh, don't make me buy it, please. You need to buy it. You need to play something. To be fair, I did love Lilac Wars on the N64, so... Yeah. If it you, gets you never good know. Buzz... It's about the gameplay. It's all about the gameplay. Is it? Yep. Okay. That's why Mario Kart and that do so well. Mario Kart's been shit for years! <laughs> Don doesn't think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. that. Uh, Valve sack the Dota tournament host and call him an arse. That's not very nice, is it? No, it's not. So so why did they seem to upheave all of these people that are part of their tournament host hosting team? Uh, well, this guy, he'd been a bit controversial in the Dota community oh, before. Oh, dear. Yeah. And um, Valve had sort of said, no, we won't bring him in for this big tournament we've got in China. But apparently some people involved had said, like, no, no, give him another chance. Um, his name was James 2GD Harding. Is um, that his real name? Well, 2GD is like his online... Too good. No. Hey, see, you catch on fast. See, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm with that lingo. <laughs> but um, apparently he wasn't doing very well, as was nobody at this China thing. Uh, so... Gabe Newell himself went on Reddit and posted, uh, hiring this guy again was a mistake. James is an ass and we'll never be working with him again. Wow. Which is crazy because that's pretty harsh. <laughs> that is, but I think Gabe Newell doesn't talk any shit, does he? Well, yeah, he fucking collects knives. So, like, what are you going to yeah. fucking do? But probably all this guy did was insinuate that before he plays a game of Dota, he has to have a wank. Oh, okay. Well, that's tactics, isn't it? <laughs> yes, technically that is tactics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this Bless whole event's been heart. fucked, though. Uh, it basically it was called the Shanghai Major, and everything about it was fucked. The production company they hired were terrible, um, so they had to sack them and rehire a new company in the middle of the tournament. And wow. then at the end of the tournament... Um, all the teams that were staying in a hotel, all of their equipment got thrown out in the hallway. Wow. And no one got told where their stuff was, so a lot of people have lost a lot of stuff, a load of shit got robbed, because <laughs> you leave like a load of expensive gaming laptops in a hallway, people are going to Someone will up. take them, yeah. So it just, everything was horrible about it. Well, that's a shame, Gareth, and it just shows how far we've got still to come when it comes to uh, those sorts of tournaments, especially in America. I think in Asia and stuff, they've pretty much got it locked down. But uh, yeah. for this sort of American audience, where they like to go, yeah, oh my God, he's got the sepulchre and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, they've still got a bit of a way to go. Uh, Don, I think this may have been something that you predicted, the new Zelda game tipped to launch for Nintendo NX in 2016. Yeah, sounds like something I would totally predict. That sounds like something you would totes predict. It does. And, uh yeah... It's not looking great for the Wii U. Um, <laughs> no. Literally, it's going to come to the end of its life, be sacked off for the NX, and the game that everyone bought a Wii U for is just going to be better on the NX. What, Smash Bros? 
Oh god, no! No one, no one likes Smash Bros. Except you. Oh. You're literally the only person who plays it. Oh. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yes, it is weird. <laughs> that makes me sad. So yeah. Hopefully the grass will look even better. Because <laughs> it is nice grass. <laughs> it is. It looks quite nice. Yeah. So this yeah. sort of happened with the. Uh, was it Twilight Princess when it got released on the Wii as well as the GameCube? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the GameCube had Wind Waker, which was great. Uh, Thank you. But then, uh, by the time they got around to finishing Twilight Princess, it was uh, Wii time. So uh, they did a cross. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's still funny, isn't it, Gareth? It's still funny, even now. Uh, After all these years. Um, I think we forgot how funny it was until someone says something like you just did. And we remember it. Um, I think the problem is, I just feel like the Wii U's been a, such a weird sort of console in some sort of Twilight universe. Yeah that's parallel to our own and it just sort of slipped in with no one noticing it's a shame really when they first announced it they had that amazing kind of Zelda demo which <laughs> amounted to nothing and also that brilliant Japanese garden demo where they just showed this um, you followed a bird basically flying around the Japanese garden as the seasons changed around it and the water effects and the fish jumping out of the lake. I think that was just you taking drugs Don <laughs> I don't think anyone ever saw that they did and it looked fantastic and they never released it on like YouTube as a full video. They just you've just got clips of it with people took with their mobile phones and stuff, which and it isn't even yeah. the full demo. And it looked fantastic, but you know nothing ever came of that either. And uh, yeah, it's just always been in a bit of a limbo state. You've got Mario Kart out for it and Pikmin Three and Splatoon has been a huge success. To be fair, but uh, yeah. it's it's very much just been Nintendo supporting its own console again, which has been mm. the biggest problem they've had for the last twenty years. <laughs> uh. I don't like reading this because it's Resident Evil 4, 5, that's good, yeah. and 6 are coming to Xbox One and PS4, uh-huh. and they're starting off by releasing Resident Evil 6 on March the 29th. Now, I don't know about you guys, did you play Resident Evil 6? Nope. Nope. No. Uh, it five. was Look 5. <laughs> five. I like 5. I played a demo for 6, it was terrible, it made me feel sick. Fucked up. <laughs> I, I mean, Don, I can't I can't overestimate how much I hated that game. I needed to play it because I thought surely it can't be as bad as everyone says it is. And it just is. Like it's compared to four and five, it's it's just it hasn't got any of that feel of quality to it. I know Resident Evil Five was quite divisive amongst fans mm. who like the more shoot, pure shooting of Resident Evil Four, which let's face it is a bit of a masterpiece. But um Resident Evil 6, it just, it could have been called anything else and I would have believed it. <laughs> uh, it just had nothing to, to, oh god, I can't even speak about it because my brain sort of stops because I've blocked out everything to do with Resident Evil 6. <laughs> it's like I try to remember it and my synapses in my brain, they kind of have no link to each other. What about Wesker's son being a character? I do sort of remember it, but it's like a traumatic period in your childhood or something where your brain just numbs you to it and just blanks out everything that happened. I kind of remember Resident Evil 6 happening, but I can't tell you sort of the details, whereas I can with Resident Evil 5 and 4. I didn't complete 6 because you get to a point where you just think... All I remember is being Leon and being in some kind of courtyard and just being 
jumped at by zombies and you couldn't really dodge they were just coming out of everywhere you couldn't see what was going on around you you'd throw a molotov and then it would just land at your feet and start burning you and Leon would just be going oh 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 till he fell down and she sprayed a herb at me thank you oh 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 it was just ridiculous but 4 and 5 I think nice yeah, they, this seems to be the way they've figured out how to do Resident Evil right. It's just release yeah. the old ones. Like the Resident Evil Zero, with the famous cheat that Don was giving out over weeks and weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. The Resident same, Evil same remake. Yes, it was. The Resident <laughs> Evil remake, they're re-releasing yeah. that. They're redoing Resident Evil 2. They're yeah. putting out 4, 5, and 6 again. Like, just milk all the money out of this zombie cow that you can yeah. And just never make seven. That's kind of what I want at this point. Yeah, I don't think we're ready for seven. No. Um, I don't know if they're going to update them. I know that you're going to get all the add-ons that came with them. But, I mean, graphically or anything like that, I don't feel that unless it's had time spent on it to improve graphics and stuff, that it would be something that I'd be interested in buying because I completed it on the GameCube, completed it on the PlayStation 2, uh, completed it on the Xbox 360. Um, but there does seem to be quite a space in between them. So we're talking about um, Resident Evil 5 arriving in the summer, followed by Resident Evil 4 in the autumn. So there is quite a space between all of these games. True. Maybe you'll play 5 and then you'll be like, oh, you know what, when Resident Evil 4 comes out in a few months, I'm going to be well up for that. And, yeah. yeah. Because we love to play games in reverse order, don't we? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, you can now buy games from Japan. That's quite good, isn't it? That's quite futuristic. Uh, we're looking at Amazon Japan. But, Don, is there any real sort of uh, advantages to doing it this way? Uh, and if you've got a console that can play Japanese titles. I think they're all region-free, aren't they? Nope. I think the PS4 is. Um, no, it's not. Is it? I don't think it is. I know the Wii U isn't. Um no. Um, I'm pretty, no, I don't think the Wii U, the PS4 is. PS4 is region free, yeah. Is it? Are you yeah. sure? 100% region free? Yes. Weird. For some reason <laughs> I thought it wasn't. Well, so that's super great. Now you can play some weird Japanese games you wouldn't otherwise get your hands on. It's a bit racist. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Uh, Hitman to get seven episodes this year. Um, you know, it's still divisive on how this is going to work, mm. how people are going to do it. But it might be nice. You know, you do a mission and then you wait a few weeks and it's like a new mission comes in, which is what happens with Hitmen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? If they do it right, it could be nice. And what you could do, obviously they're not going to do this because it makes too much sense, is you can kind of have like a hub, which is like your home. And it's got all these sort of uh, training areas and things like that and targets that are set up. And then when you're not doing a mission, you can do it there. And then they then they contact you and say, uh, the latest job is online, ready for you to undertake. Yeah? That would be fine, except there's a whole month in between missions. Yeah, but you, you, know, you could unlock new weapons, you could do set high scores, you can go to bed, buy some new tires... That would be fun. If you play a level yeah. like six times, you can afford a new tie. Yeah. 
It'll be all right. But you're know, just not thinking about it. Do you know what the worst thing about this whole Hitman thing is? What? They're not calling it a release date. They're calling it a season premiere. Wow. March 11th. Season premiere of Hitman. Which launches so with one about... level. <laughs> yeah. So they're talking about it as if it's some bloody... Uh... TV, TV show, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Which even that doesn't really work because most people just watch shit on Netflix now. Yeah, so they're just used to playing all the episodes at once anyway. Yep, it's yeah. completely the re- society nowadays doesn't wait a week to watch another episode, so they're not going to wait a month for a new episode. Of I do game. with Walking Dead. Well, yeah, you have to with Walking Dead. Yeah, you have to see what happens to fault. Glenn and Maggie and Rick and Daryl and Carol. And Michonne, and Carl, and Judith. There's a lot of characters in Walking Dead. There are a lot of characters, but only a few of them uh, actually mean anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hitman marketing choices bamboozle toilet users. So this was in a woman's uh, woman's toilet, and I just presume that this is what all women's toilets look like. Because <laughs> they have their things, don't they, that happen. Well, people who are listening to this won't be able to see it, so you might have to describe to them what you're looking at right now. Basically, uh, Hitman using its uh, marketing campaign, it says women's toilets, so I don't understand why it's not men's as well. Uh, And it's sort of like blood um, spills coming out from underneath the toilet cubicles. Obviously not real ones, it's just transfers that are put on the floor. Um, It's quite sexist, if you ask me. Um... (laughs) It looks like one of the sanitary bins has overflowed in the cubicle. <laughs> um, that's basically what I would think had I walked in there. You know, but someone could get quite scared of it. Yeah, they're, they're like, they get really scared. They see blood coming out from under the cubicle door, and then they open the yeah. door, and inside is just a little thing that says, Hitman, premiere, yeah. March 11th. It's like, oh, it's just Hitman. Okay. It's just Hitman. Most people still won't know what the fuck's going on. No, and it's women. Right, so they may not know what Hitman is. Are you suggesting women don't don't play games, Rob? I'm not suggesting that, but I'm saying it would have been better to do it sort of in a men's toilet. Okay. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's video game music segment. I'm Gareth, the host of the segment. The news is done, which means it's time for your weekly dose of video game music. We're going to celebrate video game soundtracks. Um, this week we're going to do what we did last week and celebrate a soundtrack called Katamari Damashi. It's a PS2 game where you get a ball and roll things into the ball and make the ball into a bigger ball. Um, it's got a fantastic soundtrack and it's actually... Um, Requested by a Twitter user that we sort of bring it back for a second week in a row. Uh, Michael Huskerson, who is at mhusk83 on Twitter, says, More Katamari Damacy, please. Maybe Lonely Rolling Star, which is going to be the uh, track I'll play for you guys this week, as picked by at mhusk83 on Twitter. Uh, If you have any opinions about the video game music segment, if you have a piece of music you want to hear, or a specific soundtrack you want any uh, music from, you can contact me at GameBanter on Twitter. Okay, so this is from PS2 Classic Katamari Damashi. 
It's requested by at mhuskatey3 on Twitter, and the track is called Lonely Rolling Star.
Gareth, that was absolutely fantastic music. What was it that made you choose it? It was actually a, a Twitter user. He suggested we wow. play more Katamari Damashi, and I obliged. Because last week, those that would have listened, unlike Don, would have realised <laughs> that Gareth actually played a lovely song from Katamari Damashi. Fantastic soundtrack. Thank you. Yep. Uh, but we're now going to talk about something a little less positive, and that is the people in the gaming industry, be that in journalism, uh, people that play the games, or the developers themselves, as we go to one, two, three. Oh, oh what sad. <laughs> is it not sad <laughs> anymore? No. Uh, is it a sad It used to be. <laughs> no, I suppose we should just go with, oh, what a... Um, oh, what a... <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the number of beeps you'll have to put in this, Gareth. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> so we're looking this week, Don. You came up with this because you were so enraged, weren't you? I was a little bit, yeah. To, to yeah. the point where I had to start typing things down to you two. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this basically concerns uh, the uh, developer, a lone man indie developer who made the game Bear Simulator all by himself. Um, and then was promptly torn apart by YouTube resident asshole PewDiePie. Um, yeah. PewDiePie's, I mean, he's always been a prick, but <laughs> uh, this week he just elevated himself above that into the realms of, or below that, <laughs> into yeah. uh, realms of actual <laughs> um, by, yeah. I mean, criticising a game that's not very good is fair enough. That's what reviews are for, that's what journalism is for, that's what your opinion is for. Um, constructive criticism is good and helpful. What isn't helpful, or good, or clever, or should ever fucking be done by people who've got millions of fucking impressionable people following what they do, is blatantly slagging someone off, calling them basically an arsehole, flipping them the bird on your YouTube video while simultaneously showing that you're deleting and getting a refund for their game, um, and fucking basically bullying the fuck out of you at that point as far as I'm concerned yeah because I read what the guy was saying he said you know that he doesn't really want to complete it now he doesn't feel that he wants to go ahead with the product yeah and it's it's one thing to you know for a journalist or you know games reviewer or youtuber to say I played the game I thought it was a bit shit in fact you know this and here's why A, B and C you can see this doesn't work that doesn't work I'd like it to have done this but it doesn't this was alright but this was bollocks not for me thanks very much yeah but to actually go to the extent where you are specifically using your status to ruin someone's career and you know for all you know this person you know the developer's already got depression or some other issue you know a lot of people in industries like this do they end up getting into coding because they were loners and just sat in their bedrooms all their time you know all that kind of stuff yeah and a lot of them are quite shy and they can't you know they're not really there to deal with some massive public shaming where millions of you know impressionable kids are then going to descend upon your website and your twitter and facebook pages and just abuse you um it's just fucking disgusting really to you know especially when he's also he gets paid a fuck ton of money uh, you know, even by YouTube setting up his fucking YouTube Red channel now as well, which thankfully is failing fucking abysmally. Um, just actual, just an actual. And it's not even, it's not even that. It's like some of the 
terrible games he's played in the past and <laughs> not commented on the poor quality. All he does is scream when he's playing them. <laughs> and then he has the audacity to just say, actually, I'm going to take a, a exception with this um, piece of software and I'm going to destroy it into the ground. Then that's not right. If you're someone that does it a lot and that's your thing, fair enough. But it's not. I've seen him play some of the worst games ever made. And he still pretends that he's having fun, probably because he's being paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's not like if we if we came on here and said, "Oh, Burst Simulator is shit," then like no, <laughs> nobody bats an eyelid. Um, yeah. But someone like Pewdie, he's one of a very few select people in the gaming industry who could actually make or break somebody's entire career, especially an indie dev, a lone one single person who has got no way to. No recourse at all. Yeah, this guy just wants to make a fun little game to cash in on the blank simulator craze. Yeah. And PewDiePie just potentially, like you said, this guy could have a background in like emotional <clears throat> mental health or you know, issues. And a lot of people a lot of people do anyway, regardless of whether they're a games developer or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just the just the idea that he's putting out, out there that it's okay to just do this. You know, it's ridiculous. And it's not like, I and mean, if we've got enough negativity in the gaming industry as it is, the yeah. amount of shit that devs get on, or, uh, you know, Twitter especially and their Facebook pages when the, something happens in a game they don't like or whatever it is. I mean, the amount of shit that Bungie gets over Destiny is insane. <laughs> if anyone saw their, uh, they did a Dreadnought ride along Twitch thing last week and their, their chat window was absolutely vile. It was yeah. just, some of the stuff that was, and it was it wasn't just like one or two people now and again. It was just reams and reams of absolute, just the most disgusting, repugnant stuff you could hope to read. And it's like if you're sat there trying to work in your ass off <laughs> a game, you know, someone might not like it. Fine, but Jesus, you you just think. I, I mean, anyone who got that, you, you just, I mean, you can't imagine how you feel having that hate just directed, just right at you. It's it's, it's like you doing your job, Don, in your office and. Every now and then, people just walk past and go, Don, you're so shit. I don't know why you bother doing what you do. Well, yeah, but I know I'm taking the piss, so, you know. Yeah. That's the difference. Well, that's fantastic. I think he's a deserved Yeah. And I think there's these king trolls that are out there, and they command all the little trolls. And that's one of these things that are happening in this new age of... Uh, journalists, when you see things like I don't know, game trailers closed down. Yeah. Some of my favourite magazines stop uh, publish publishing, and then you see people like PewDiePie, who really I don't have any respect for because, from a journalistic standpoint, there's there's nothing there. Um. So you know, it seems that we're losing people that have actually got the ability to analyse games and see them for what they are and to actually make a balanced critique of them and we're just getting them replaced by these vile idiots that seem to just swear and scream and think that that's actually providing I suppose it's going more towards the entertainment path rather than the informative yeah. which is a big problem uh, it, it feeds into the, the, the era of entitlement that is you know, in the industry as well at the moment, amongst a lot of gamers, they feel like they're owed anything yeah. they want. Uh, and, you know, if they don't get it within 10 seconds, they think they're entitled to just scream their heads off at whichever developer or publisher is responsible. Yeah. And it's just disgusting. But 
But there we go. That's why we've got of the week. Yep. Because <laughs> hopefully PewDiePie will listen to this and he'll think to himself, Hey, maybe those guys have got a good idea. <laughs> I think that's how he speaks. I've not really heard him that much. <laughs> And that was a pretty good representation. Well done. Thank you. Pretty good. <laughs> and I'll speak to you next week. Also, I don't know. <laughs>coming ever closer isn't it your trip to disneyland it's creeping up it's creeping up uh you still looking forward to it yeah yeah you're gonna go and see some of the performances because uh, they do they do like street sort of what is it called where everyone goes down a street parade no not a raid a parade a parade that's it yep <laughs> <laughs> Gareth's kind of I wonder when the raids are going to start <laughs> you know when everyone goes to bed and it's like we could do whatever we want and just go around and there are it's like the purge no Gareth that doesn't happen Cheers, I want to go at home <laughs> so if you take precautions to make sure you're not going to shit yourself <laughs> no uh-huh. because Gareth you, you uh-huh. laugh but that has actually happened to you in your life mm-hmm. and you don't want to be sitting on Mickey Mouse's knee Father Christmas. I don't know. Are you, what are you going to do? Because I can imagine you sort of wearing your. Have you have you've worked out which one of your many t-shirts you're going to wear? No, there's so many, so many choices. There is, there is. This is everything you've got to get uh, get, get going, and you don't regret not buying the next generation console. Ah, no, look, look, right. I'm I'm yeah. 27 years old. I have no problems admitting that I love Disney. Yeah. And if you think that makes me weird, then... I didn't say it makes you weird, Gareth. You're okay. just... I think you're getting a bit defensive now. What did you say? I didn't say it was weird. I'm just trying to make sure that you go there and you can have the best possible time. Really? Because last episode yes. you read off a load of bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you can work away from that sort of stuff. Right. And next week I'm going to come up with sort of allegations of child abuse from the people that actually operate the costumes. So I'm not a child. You're not a child. I'm not going to get abused. Well, you don't know that, do you? Well, no, no, look at me. No one wants to abuse this. <laughs> hey! There will be some, you know, if you look on the internet, there's some fucked up shit. right so that's it this week for Gareth's Disneyland adventure thank you Gareth for sharing it with us you're welcome and I can't wait till you get back and have all those stories
Well, I haven't actually played anything this week, which is really strange. Uh, I don't know why. I've just been playing Dead Island still, uh, which isn't very interesting. So I think this part really is for Gareth to talk about how he probably didn't get out of bronze. You would think that. Except for the part where I got out of bronze. Shh. No, you didn't. I did. I know you really want to talk about it, Gareth, but I think we should just go with that the most popular game at the moment which is The Division which seems to be crazy popular at the moment Don uh, especially in Facebook groups I've seen sort of every man and his dog has got a copy yep and that includes me and uh, your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> oh only joking Don I've got the utmost respect for that young lady <laughs> oh my god uh, well whilst I do actually own a copy of The Division I haven't actually played it because uh, it came out oh, yesterday, oh, and uh, I haven't been around to play it. <clears throat> so you'll have to wait for my uh, amazing review of it next week. When the podcast will be out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Gareth, so you're ba- you've basically got carte blanche. Yep. Okay, let's get this League of Legends stuff out of the way first off, because yep. I actually do have two other games to talk about. Uh, League of Legends Sync, I'm out of bronze, uh happened just I think just a few days after last week's podcast actually uh, posted evidence of it on Twitter and see you guys on Facebook yeah pretty proud of myself everyone was proud of you yeah I mean I'm, I'm only in silver like it's not <laughs> silver's only no, slightly better than bronze right you say that but if you bought your girlfriend a silver ring I'm sure she would love it if you bought her a bronze ring she may not love it yeah, she probably kick the fuck out of me. Um, yeah, in a good way. Out bronze, working my way slowly up to gold. I, that's my new aim is gold by the end of this season. Mate, your aim should just be to stay in silver. It should be, but I'm I'm too ambitious for that. Yeah, tell us about it. Okay. Uh, basically, I've been made in Malzahar with a bit of a Galio on the side. Uh, sometimes yeah. I have to play bot, mainly uh, Misfortune, but you got to Play a bit of Cogmore because he's in the meta right now. You know it is, Rob. Yeah, uh, no, it's it just is. so strong with these Ginsu buffs. Oh. Uh, but anyway, you're just crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm mental, me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no one gives a fuck about League of Legends, but they might give a fuck about the Witness, Ooh. which I have completed. <laughs> on, you actually completed it. Yeah. Fuck off! You're not that clever. No. <laughs> It's it's meant to be a game for smart people. There's no way you've done it. Yeah. Well, I have. True. <laughs> was Ken's helping you? N- no. <laughs> Ken's was probably oh, you're probably watching Ken's on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I finished the game with nine lasers. You need seven to beat it. Uh, I didn't well, realise that until I had got nine. So I probably didn't need to get two extra ones. Uh, I completed it in the sense that I finished. Oh, he hasn't the actually game. I haven't like done it a hundred percent. I haven't done the secret achievement. I haven't gone to the secret credits bunker place. Um, but I completed the game. Took about nineteen hours, I think. It's quite long. The average is about three. <laughs> it's not <laughs> true at all. Uh, it's a it's a good game. Very good. Um, I I say maybe like a four out of five. Um, 
because it does let itself down at the end. The mm. last two, three hours of that game are absolutely shocking. Um, yeah. Basically, if you don't know what the division is, not the division, you don't know what the <laughs> oh, witness dear. is. Um, it's a puzzle game where all the puzzles are basically you drawing a line uh, on a grid or shape of some kind. Um, and the type of line you have to draw is defined by certain things that are in that grid. So, for example, one will be a Tetris block. So then you have to make that Tetris shape out of your line and then get it to the exit. Um, which sounds easy, but actually gets incredibly hard. Um, and there's... I want to say there's about 12 different types of things that can affect your line. And yes. each one can appear um, in a puzzle... And they're all unique and really difficult. Um, and what's really cool is the game will introduce them to you very gradually. So right from the start, um, you'll be treated to a puzzle which is just like you draw a straight line, basically. And there'll be a little black dot in the middle of one of the lines. So when your line goes through that dot, then you've completed the puzzle. Um, and then you get to the next puzzle and there might be two dots on the puzzle. So you have to put your line through two dots now and get to the end and then you completed that puzzle. And then by the end of that chain of it teaching you this technique, um, there'll be like seven or eight little dots that you have to get through, and they'll be very specific, like, well, if I get that dot this way, then I can't come around and get this other dot. So you have to make those considerations. Um, the game teaches you all of this gameplay without a single word on the screen. Not once does it tell you controls, or there's no tutorials. Um, it teaches you all this stuff very intuitively, and it's incredibly well done and very clever. Um, and the way the game amps up difficulty as well is um, sort of forces you to think laterally about puzzles so it won't be like oh now this puzzle's got like a billion things to worry about It's this puzzle is as hard as the one you just did but stop breathing heavily sounds <laughs> <laughs> like you've fallen asleep <laughs> no one's fallen asleep Gareth and right. it's not me breathing heavily is it not? no I, I would have thought it would sound robotic if Don had done it. Yeah, but Don. <laughs> Isn't it, Don? What about Don? I'm not yeah. the robot. It was me. I don't think I was doing... Because I don't, I don't breathe through my nose. I breathe through my skin. <laughs> like quiet. Yeah. All right, anyway. That's why just... I wear a bikini. <laughs> yeah. It's yes, nice. Do. Um, yeah, the way the game makes things harder is it, it'll oh. it'll set up the type of puzzle, so you'll know how to solve it from the start, but the way it'll make it more difficult is force you to look at it from a different perspective, sometimes literally, or think about the problem in a way you hadn't considered it before, and it's very, very good at ramping up the difficulty um, in a clever way. And then the ending, sort of, I guess you could call it dungeon does the complete opposite of that it completely undercuts all of that cleverness it'll be like here's a colour puzzle where you have to use the, cut the colours except the background is flashing a load of colours that give you an epileptic fit it's like well technically that makes it harder but like only in a dickhead way like now I can't see all the colours all the time because you're just flashing random colours at me that's not fun oh, that's yes. not interesting in any way that's so arbitrary. There's another one where... Um, so you'll be drawing your line, and if you move left, the um, puzzle will start to like rotate left incredibly quickly. 
And it's like, well, okay, you've made it harder because now I can't see what the fuck I'm doing because the thing's spinning round at like 10,000 RPM. But you've not made it harder in a meaningful way that's interesting like you have been doing the rest of the 15 hours I've been playing. Instead, you've just taken a really cheap way of making it hard. And that was a massive letdown because you work the whole game through all these clever puzzles that make you really think about things in a different way. And then you get to the end and it's just like, how about this puzzle? We flash a light in your face so you can't see it. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, obviously it's harder now. Now I can't see what I'm doing. But it's, you're, I've not learned anything new from this. It's not interesting in any way. So it really undercut itself in the last hour or so. Um, it made me really, really disappointed because I was proper enjoying it. Uh, to the point where I was thinking like, oh, once I get to the ending, I'm going to reload all the save and I'm going to go around and solve every puzzle on the island. Then by the end of the game, it was like, nope, can't be fucking asked with that. If this <laughs> is the way it ends, just just get out of my life now. It was fun. Yeah. It was good. It was interesting and it was hard. But... Oh. <laughs> but it uh, fucked itself, itself over. You got any questions, Rob? You in the back, Rob. Uh, any questions? I've got a question. <laughs> Go on. Um... Would you recommend it to people um, under 15? <laughs> it being the game, I assume. Yes. Um, no, probably not. It's it's very pretentious. I think you probably would hate it, Rob. I probably would, yeah. Like the, the only sort of collectible thing in the game, really, is these little recorders that are around the island, and when you click them... Oh, how original. It'll be a good voice actor reading out a very pretentious philosophy quote. Yeah. So it'll be like uh, Albert Einstein saying something very profound about humanity and and it's so pretentious, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, There's a thing, there's ways in the game to watch full motion video. Um, And it's like, the first one I unlocked was this woman speaking at like a conference and she has a microphone like attached to her face and it's right up against her mouth and she's whispering. She's uh. talking very softly like this. But she's talk- basically what she's saying is if you want to be happy, just be happy. That's the whole fucking thing she's saying. But it's like a 12 minute yeah. video of her saying fucking nothing and a load of people, you can hear her in the background go like, oh, oh, oh. everything she fucking says like it's really profound. And she's just saying yeah. fucking nothing. It was so pretentious. And it proper... Proper annoyed me. Good game, though. It's a good game, Gareth. And we're all we're all there for you. Cheers, mate. Do you know what else I played this week? What did you play? I played what could easily be considered the complete opposite of The Witness. A little game called Super Hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gareth. Now, this is a game that has piqued my interest. It's it's really good. It's a uh, first-person shooter where time only moves when you move. Um, it's wrapped up in this fake operating system with loads of different programs in it that you can go into and fanny around with. There's like a chat going on between a load of hackers that you can listen into, and that's really cool. There's... A load of cool stuff to do, not even playing Superhot. There's other games mm. in in Superhot that are just cool little games that are fun. 
Um, the problem with Super Hot is it's about two hours long, <laughs> with almost no replay value, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it's worth more than about a tenner. Ooh. Which oh, is a problem because it's rude. priced about double that. Um, I completed the game in, like I said, about two hours. And then afterwards, it's like, you know, oh, you unlocked challenge maps and you unlocked an endless mode. And I was like, okay, cool. Because I really like the way it plays, like the whole firing a bullet and then moving slowly and you got to dodge out of the way of other people's bullets and you fucking lob your gun at people's faces. And then when it hits them in the face, the gun just smashes like it's made of glass. And yeah, they drop their yeah. gun. And oh. then the replay looks fantastic as well, where it all puts it together. Yeah, because that's all in normal speed. So when you've been slowing down time, the replay doesn't show that. It just shows you, like, dodge a bullet, throw a gun in someone's face, catch the gun they dropped, and shoot them in the head with it. And it looks fucking awesome. Um, but then all the challenge maps are just the maps from the main game recycled. Um, the endless mode is just playing on those maps. And it's like, the, there's just not much there. These levels can be completed in a minute or two. Even the hard ones take like five minutes at most. Because um, the thing is, how to make a game hard when you have basically the powers of a god. You can dodge every bullet that comes at you and you can kill everybody in a room very easily without getting hit once. It's a bit puzzly, but not really very difficult. Um, so the game is very easy. And then it just reuses those maps again for the challenges. And I I was very disappointed. Because I was ready to play loads more. That whole mechanic of shooting people and they smash into glass. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it just about so much could be done with the concept. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that you can jump in that game? Yes, the very start of one of the levels forces you to. Uh uh, Don, why are you talking like you're doing some sort of hot gossip? Well, I, I'm not. I didn't know. I've, I've watched uh, Mr. Fruit do a uh, playthrough the entire game on his YouTube channel. Oh, right. Over the course, he did like four videos. They were, they were between fifth, like 20 and 25 minutes each, so um, just over an hour, I suppose, he spent in total mm-hmm. um, doing it, although he did edit. Um, that, that wasn't just from beginning to end. Sure. And it looked really great. I mean, it it looked a lot of fun the mecha- you know that mechanic of just time not moving and then being able to swap between um, the other the other stuff they added afterwards I don't know how much you want to say about the other things you can do the other abilities you're given later on um, but it's just yeah it's, it's like a kind of shooting puzzle game in a way yeah kind um, of except yeah. it's not it's, it's except not, it's not really that difficult, difficult really yeah, yeah it, it looks like you know a little bit a tiny bit of trial and error once you know where the enemies are coming from you can pretty much just bang pick up something, punch someone, disarm them, grab the gun, throw a sword at them. I like the thing you can chop bullets out of the air with your katana and stuff like that. It feels yeah. like you could have done some really... It feels like they've kind of... There should be a load of videos. There probably is a load of videos, in fact, of people doing... Like, planning every move they're going to make and then doing it over and over again until they get it perfect and then having that as, like, their, this flawless, amazing attempt that they're mm. cutting bullets out of the air, jumping over some other bullets... Punching someone, nicking their shotgun, shooting them, and then jumping over them, shots and all that stuff. And it, I imagine it would look very, very cool, like you're superhuman. But you're right; it, it also looks like it's going to take you five seconds to do each mission. Yeah, it's like um, kind of they introduce a new mechanic right towards the very end of the game. That's a very yeah. cool mechanic, but you sort of feel like by the end of the last level, 
you've sort of mastered everything and you think, right, now it's time to now I'm out of these basically tutorials that felt like that taught me everything <laughs> how to play the game well. Now it's time for the challenge and it never comes. The challenge maps are very arbitrary. It's like, okay, now complete this level using only throwing objects or only a katana. Yeah. Or now your punches will kill in one, so punch everyone to death, and it's like this. Ah, it's like you know the witness. It's making it harder, but not in a way that's fun. Yeah, it feels like it's getting you to do stuff you probably already tried doing yourself anyway. Yeah, while you're playing the game, like the the one of the um, the techniques you're talking about, they added in it like right towards the end. The um, as I was watching the the playthrough like a few levels later it's like oh I totally forgot I could do that skill because you don't need to do it no, it's, it's not. Not, they don't put you in a situation where you have to do it. Um, it it can make a couple of the levels from the look of it a little bit easier but you can still if you're really good at throwing and grabbing the guns and stuff you, you don't ever need to really do it so it's weird they didn't make better use of that sort of thing yeah it, it just feels like half a game it, it... Which is shocking because I backed this Kickstarter, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. And they already had a demo out by then that was basically this. Yeah. So I don't know, I kind of don't know what they've been playing at. I'm a- I, I, I think, as well as obviously trying to design the levels a little bit, I think all they ended, they've done is worked on the story. Because mm. there is a story in there. There is. It's interesting um, as well. It is. It's, it's a kind of a weird story. But it, it yeah. I think what they were trying, they've done with their time is work out, okay, we've got this brilliant mechanic of only movement, you know, not moving slows time and all the rest of it. What do we do with this? Do we, you know, if we just, how do we avoid just having a load of random levels? Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, I think that's what they did. They worked out a story and that's what they did with their time. And the story's fine. I mean, the, yeah. there's only so much they could have done, um, really. They don't want to, have you talk to NPCs and go around a town yeah. while you like get quests? It's not that kind of game. Uh, yeah. It's it's here's a level. The enemies are always going to attack you the same way in this level. Figure it out. Yeah. And the Do you know what it, actually, it out, done. Just watching someone play through it. What it feels like is the original Portal. Mm. They've, they've got the mechanic. Now they need to put it into a game and Super Hot Two. Could be the Portal Two of Super Hot, if you know what I mean. It could be. I, I mean, like you know, once you get out of the test chambers in Portal, that's kind of where the game actually begins. It's like, okay, we've taught <laughs> yeah. you all the various tricks you could do. Now put them into practice in the real world. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for Super Hot to do. But no, you yeah. complete the game and it's now play it with only punching. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, they, they they relied on their abstract story to kind of flesh out the game. You, you know. In reality, what you're actually doing is done as soon as you, you know, halfway through the game, you've done everything. Yeah, I, I do think me paying for it like 18 months ago and just receiving it in an email like a couple of days ago really was was awesome because I really enjoyed it. But then I was thinking like, this actually cost me about 20 quid and it's <laughs> I got three hours out of it and now I have no desire to play it again like really disappointing I think it'll probably be in my like games of the year but man it's just it's not quite a fully formed idea which is yeah. a shame yeah but yeah super hot too you never know super hot 
Well, I, I think I think that pretty much brings this week's game central podcast to a close. I'd like to thank thank resident experts Gareth Williams and Don Goss for their uh, contributions to this week's podcast. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, we're coming ever closer to the 100th episode. There's not many podcasts out there that can boast having so many podcasts and so little listeners. <laughs> but we are one of them. Um, until next week, we bid you farewell and thank you once again for listening to the Game Central podcast. Bye. Bye bye.